This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. With the very latest in rural news, this is Ag Insights on Mornings with Ian Smith. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008. Well, it's time to get uh, the latest uh, in rural uh, news and AG insights from uh, Aroha, who has uh, put her gardening hat on today, I think it's fair to say, and at least in our part of the country, we are seeing a lot more blue sky, we're seeing a lot more heat throughout the day, longer periods of the day, which suggests growth, which suggests gardens, which suggests vegetable patches. Are you looking out your uh, window? So w- I was, and it's a beautiful blue sky day again, so there you go. Um, and that, as I said, that suggests salads. It just suggests gardens, veggie gardens. What do you know about that? You make me want to go on holiday when you start talking about all the sunshine and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what's mm. funny is I actually do know a little bit about gardening, having worked with people who are proper gardeners. I am not a proper gardener. So I've gone and had a look mm. at the research. I'm guessing that anyone who's interested in Ag Insights probably plants professionally and already knows all this stuff. But there are a couple of people who have stepped up to the plate, like New Zealand gardener Deputy Mei Ling Wong, who reckons it's when the first bloom of the kōwhai appears, that's when it's good planting indication for kumara. And stuff editor Joe McCarroll reckons it's a good time to plant when you can sit outside in the evening without a jumper on. Cool. I like that as a tip, I do, and, and it, we're certainly getting to that phase, or at least you don't have to put your jumper on till about 7 o'clock, as opposed to uh, putting it on at, well, 9 o'clock in the morning and not taking it off, as been the case lately. So, uh, what about, uh, do you have a garden? Do you have a veggie garden? I haven't got a veggie garden at the moment, we just cleared it all out, we got rid of, we got, and there's this horrible plant, I can't remember what it's called, it's like a noxious weed, and when I went away for a couple of weeks I came back and it, it had started to get in and it's the kind of mm. weed we have to lop the top off and then paint the base and wait for the root system to die so that's kind of what we're doing now we're going to have to start from scratch out the back um, when I have okay. had gardens it's always been the easy stuff because when I go away yeah. for work it's hard to it's so hard in just a couple of weeks you come back and everything's gone because the slugs have got into any, to anything and yeah, everything right. so you're, abs- you're absolutely right. You've got to get your snail dust on as well. That's, That's absolutely right. crucial. And when you're trying Actually, to do things organically, like I have all these friends who mm. keep trying to get me to spray garlic water on everything, and I'm like, I'm trying to get rid of slugs, not vampires, but thank you. <laughs> Actually, if you need herbal garden herbal garden advice, go to Brian. Brian's got a good herbal garden, I understand. Uh, let's m- move right on to um, farmers, some farmers, shall we? Uh, could we potentially be sitting on a, a, yes, and it is a landmine with certain livestock on their farms. What do you know about that, Araha? The research tells me that feral goats on farms could potentially be a cashmere landmine. The director of the newly founded New Zealand Cashmere, Andy May, reckons the reason the cashmere industry actually crashed back in the 80s and 90s was partly because of the imported goat genetics. They they just weren't fit for the local conditions. But now cashmere fibre can be sold for $100, $150 a kg. So a lot of farmers already use goats to eat and control the weeds around their farm, but now farmers can breed their feral goats. I don't like that word, feral. 
They're all they're all babies are beautiful babies, um, with good yeah. genetics, and and share them for Kashmir and um, get another stream of revenue off it. It's interesting, actually. Um, that uh, and, and of course with the wool, the wool side of thing. I've got to confess, I, I drink uh, every Wednesday night with a man who's uh, heavily involved in the wool industry and quite a powerful. Only position Wednesday and, nights. And, and, well, yeah, it's the only night he comes in. <laughs> Put it that way. But he's he's he's. I mean, honestly, uh, I think he almost sometimes has a beer to forget because the, <laughs> the gloom around the wool industry is is like, man, give us some good news. I remember when Allbirds first started to make its mark in Silicon Valley, as you know, when it was um, like a startup, a New Zealand shoe brand made with New Zealand merino wool. And then I, I, my son worked for them, and they were attacked by a group of people, you know, um, social media warriors, attacking them because they say that the wool industry is not sustainable and they used video footage, etc., from completely different countries where it looked very cruel. But that's kind we're not we're not like that here. I think we have a mm. more sustainable um and especially future focused wool industry here if if we could because it's a replenishable industry, I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent sustainable because a lot of the the sheep here in New Zealand have been bred to overproduce their wool, so it can be shorn. And I get all of that part of it, but I think they've come under a lot of fire from um, animal act, animal rights activists who may be speaking about other countries and how they treat their animals. I know that I saw an, an interview just the other day with some Aussies as well, and he was a goat farmer, and he ran his bucks with the girls and kept the babies and all sorts of stuff to make it more sustainable and acceptable in 2023. I just hope that our farmers who, people like, you know, our, our wool farmers, um, who, my mum was a Rousey, and that we mm. lived, that was our backbone, was our um, our farming and agricultural industries when I was a kid. It seems like it's been a bit of a turnaround and maybe coming back for full 360, do you think, Smithy? They did the one eighty. Nice it would be nice, wouldn't it? Because we've got a lot of sheep. It would be nice. It would be nice to think. It would be nice to think that um, in your at school with your job application, where they said, "What do you want to do after school?" Someone it was still popular to say Rousey. Wouldn't that be good? Rousey is such a great word too. It is a great word. Hey, there is some good news, eh? Good positive for Southland farmers. Yes, Smithy. The last three summers in New Zealand have had prevailing northeasterlies, bringing warm. Wet weather down from the subtropics causing wet weather in the north and droughts in the south. So this summer the weather patterns are expected to change. The prevailing weather will come from the southwest. Met Service meteorologist Peter Little said that the weather conditions mean a drought will be less likely. There'll be average to above average rainfall as long as it doesn't all come at once, which is the complete opposite of what I wrote in an article yesterday because I misread the information. Out of heart. You are amazing. Uh, You're such a good all-rounder, and thank you so much for coming in with your thoughts today and your ag insights, and have a good news bulletin at midday. That's all I can say. Love your face. I hope it was blue skies outside the window. Goodbye. Blue skies. Thank you very much uh, to Aroa. And who would have thought that the wool industry and the NPC would have so much in common? None of them are sustainable. With the very latest in rural news, this is Ag Insights on Mornings with Ian Smith. Profit from the best advice with Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence RE AA 2008.